Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So you might be aware that there is a very important wedding coming up. It's a royal wedding, if you will. And uh, <laughs> if you will, it is. It is actually yeah. a royal. It just is. Uh, and this is the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer, and you know, we were thinking, hmm, I wonder what it would look like if Meghan Markle and Prince Harry went to Target to register for their gifts like any other normal couple, right? And so when we wonder something like that, there's only one way we figure it out, right, Bradley? Yes. With Colleen and Bradley mm-hmm. Theater. Mm-hmm. It's time for another episode of Colleen and Bradley Theater today. Playing the role of Meghan Markle is Colleen Lindstrom, and Prince Harry is being portrayed by Bradley Trainer. Hello. Oh, hi. Hi, Harry. I love Target. Don't you love Target? I do love Target. I wish we had that here in the United Kingdom. It's, um, <clears throat> isn't that where we are right now? Yes. Okay. Um, so, okay, we have to start registering for things. And I've got the little gun here. See? Oh. So I just, you just, all it's we're going to do is just point it at things and careful. then we just do that. Okay. Don't want to hurt someone. So, um, I have a list, so let's get started. I would uh, like to first register for our salt and pepper shakers. Oh, it's so, so boring, though. I mean, can't we just get, like, one of these Xboxes, these video games? They've got the Assassin's Creed original bonus bundle here. It's only two ninety nine in your dollars. No. Come on, can't we just get it? No, stop acting like... Stop. No. We are... We are getting married and we have to set up our marital home and we need salt and pepper shakers. We oh, don't fine. need an Xbox. Okay, so let's right, just, fine. okay, salt and pepper shakers. Thank you. All right, okay, next, um, we have to go to the bath towel section because I found these lovely powder blue, okay, very poofy bath, bath towels. Okay, I know we towels and all and stuff, but can we just get something fun? Like, look over here. They've got the Salul Spa Sienna Airjet Hot Tub in gray. It's a hot tub. It's inflatable. It's for our backyard. We can oh put it God. outside and people can Harry. join us in the hot tub Harry. and have some hot tubbing fun. Honey, you're a it's prince. Blown. Yes. We don't need an inflatable hot tub because know, we have we one have, in the palace. But we don't have this one. And it has a rechargeable generator. No, no. I am the bride. I am the bride. I'm vetoing this. <laughs> we are... Thank you, bath towels. Fine. Okay, great. Oh, don't they? They're pretty too. Okay, okay. Last but not least, this is the last thing we're going to do today um, okay. because I think this has already been really hard on both of us. I need Starbucks. I, oh, 
you want Starbucks? Yeah. What if you could make it every day at home in your oh, brand that, new Keurig? That would be delightful. We need to we need to register for a Keurig. Oh. Okay, that's fine. How about you get the Keurig, and then here's one thing I want. Can I just have one thing? Will you give me one thing? Okay, try it. Try it. How about the John and Hanson 500 chip poker game set? No. I want to play some poker with my my mates. No. Harry, you don't get to have a poker set. Because last time you gambled in Las Vegas, your naked party photos were leaked. So no more gambling for you, Big Red. Okay. That was another edition of Colleen and Bradley Theater. Won't you tune in next Thursday at 1 p.m. for another enticing edition of drama. Yeah, we really brought the drama this time. Yeah, I I think Prince Harry's voice is getting better. You know, he'll probably show up again in Colleen and Bradley Theater. It's hard, you know. He's sounding a little sexily over there. A little sexily? Well, I'm sure he's feeling a little sexily. You know, he's on the like eve of his marriage. Sexily. <laughs> Hello, my name is Sexily Tyson. <laughs> That's going to be my porn name, Sexily Tyson. Uh, okay, that was fun. Okay. Uh, by the way, royal wedding coming up, and you're going to want to stay tuned for opportunities to win your way All in to the pajama party. We're doing a little. It really should be called royal the pajama, wedding. pajama party. Yes. Uh, so that is coming up. You'll hear more about that, and uh, we'll be giving those tickets away. Now, Bradley, I understand that you actually just finished reading. Oh, God, I can't wait to tell you about it. Well, this is your time. Oh, really? You don't have to wait any longer. You guys, have you been uh, reading I'll Be Gone in the Dark? Do you even know what I'm talking about, I'll Be Gone in the Dark? Is this the book that was written by the wife, the late wife of um, the comedian? Yeah, she's got a name in her own right and a career, but media is constantly pointing out that she is the husband. I'm just giving you uh, crap. I almost said the other word. Um, (laughs) It's Michelle McNamara, the late wife. You would know her Probably, unless you've, you're a true crime fan, you might know her because she's married to Pat Oswalt or yes. was married to Pat Oswalt, comedian, um, you know, independently wonderful person. Mm-hmm. I'll be gone in the dark. One woman's obsessive search for the Golden State Killer, Michelle McNamara. She was writing this book. She's a lifelong true crime nut. She has her own uh, had her own blog. She was deeply involved in true crime and like in in an investigative way, not just like I find this interesting. Mm-hmm. She was meeting with detectives. Anyway, she'd been writing a book for a very long time, and then sadly, tragically, I think at about the age of forty five, just two years ago, mm-hmm. she passed away in her sleep. Mm-hmm. Long story short, she hadn't finished the book. Well, Pat Oswalt. Uh, and others made sure that the book was finished. So they actually went back and, you know, pieced together a bunch of stuff. I read the book. Okay. And I'd originally heard about the book when it was published, and I didn't jump in immediately because I thought, this is a really tragic story. Like, I don't know if I can bring myself to read the words of the woman that I know was going to die in the end. Mm-hmm. There's just something inherently tragic about it. But it's, it's about the whole entire, I mean, it, like on many levels, it's tragic. Yeah, it's tragic because it's a true crime book based on the Golden State Killer. Now, you know that name because a couple months, or not even a couple and months like a ago, couple a couple weeks, weeks ago, yeah. uh, they allegedly found the Golden State Killer. This is now two years after the book was published. So this was just a big thing to people in the true crime world and just a great news story, right? Mm-hmm. Michelle tragically passes away before the book is published. They publish the book. And then shortly thereafter, the guy who has been you know terrorizing people since the 1970s is caught. And there's so much more there. But I hesitated to read the book. 
Then when they caught the killer, I was like, well, I've got to read the book now. Mm -hmm. So I started the book over the weekend and I finished it this morning. And it was originally I was like, I just wanted to know the story so that I could keep up to date with what has since happened and how it all came about because they used ancestry DNA, for example. Like there's really just all these cool little things that led to the ultimate capture of this alleged killer. But I found myself being completely um, fascinated and, and transfixed by her story more than the, that of the killer. Oh, interesting. And her way of telling the story and how she reported on the story and how she investigated the story and developed all these friendships. And so it was almost like I, it's, it's just a good reminder that your preconceived notions about something, whether it's a book, a TV show, a movie... They can be wrong. Mm-hmm. And if you feel like you're drawn to something, just do it. Don't put it off uh, because you might be handsomely rewarded. In this case, I was when I closed the there's a wonderful um, afterward by Pat Oswalt. Um, and then there's a wonderful epilogue that she wrote um, that they ended up putting in the book. There's an introduction by um, Jillian Flynn who oh, wow. is a crime yeah. writer in her own right and knew Michelle. Mm-hmm. So it's it's just a really it was totally uh, worth the read, and I'm glad I finally did it. So if you've had any inkling to read the book, you should. It's, um, you know, now, for me, I get to go back and read all the news accounts of what actually happened with how they tracked down the killer. And Now, do you, really quick, I, I know we have a break to get to, but did you... Um you said for you it was a quick quick read. Is it a is it generally not would a, you say? Yeah, it's not a, it's not a hard read. The problem okay. is with any true crime, and I do this all the time, um, you're gonna start getting in the headspace of a serial killer. Yeah, so and be careful. You're gonna come home uh on a Tuesday night and see brown rice on the counter and think that uh a serial killer has been in your house eating brown rice and didn't put it back in the refrigerator, and then you find out it's just your partner who was being lazy and forgot to put the brown rice back. But it's that or you'll hear a bump and you're like, somebody's breaking in. Right. Because can I tell you, here's the other depressing thing. But it's just go with me. I'm with you. It's shocking how and this is going to sound dumb, but just go with me. It is shocking how many women are raped and how many people are killed by serial killers. Because in the book, as I'm reading... You know, she'd be like Michelle McNamara, the woman who's writing the book, talking to a detective and the de- detective would be like, well, I was hunting down this one serial killer, blah, blah, Joe, blue, blue. And he would do this. And then I was tracking down this other serial killer, bibbidi, bobbidi, boo. And he would always do this with the thing. And then there's this one guy from like this time to this time where he was doing the thing and down the street. And you're just like, oh, my God, are they everywhere? So you do get a little weird headspace. Good news that is that you just put me in now. Yeah, I know. Well, read the book because then you'll come out of it and you'll feel just you know you'll feel like it was justified. You'll feel really good about Michelle. You'll want to give Pat Oswald a hug, and then you'll want to you know hope the killer gets the electric chair. All right. Wow, that On was that a note, I would like to. I'll be gone in the dark. That's the book. Uh, okay, when we come back, I would like to offer a little palate cleanser. Yesterday, Bradley, you offered the idea that perhaps I could give you some Phil Collins appreciation lessons because yes. I think Phil Collins is a musical genius. Oh, God. I'm going to do just that. You're going to try to do just that. I want you to have an open mind after this on My Talk 1071. That is. That is Phil Collins and uh, I, Colleen Lindstrom, on the Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 1071. 
Streaming live at MyTalk1071.com, everything entertainment. I love Phil Collins. Bradley Trainer, you're not quite on board I mean, with I'm not a, the Phil I'm not Collins anywhere love. near the board, but okay. Okay, so I, I you know, I, you put me to, yeah. you gave me a task. I told you, you know, make me like Phil Collins if you think he's such a musical genius. Prove it. Okay. <laughs> so here's the thing. Pretty simple. The reason why I always say I'm tired of pretending that Phil Collins isn't some kind of musical genius. Which, in essence, I, just means you think he is. But the reason I'm saying that is because I really do think that more people are... There are so many people who are not just admitting that they like Phil Collins because it's not cool to like Phil Collins. Okay. So I, I would first submit this to you. Please open your mind. Okay? Just... Come into this not having any preconceived notions of who Phil Collins is okay. or the uh, the band Genesis that he uh, played with. I mean, that's a little that's a little ballsy to play to call your so, band Genesis. So that's the, the thing. The, the creation of all things. So people have an issue with that, right? It's kind of cocky. It's a little bit hokey. You remember that uh, that video for Land of Confusion? No, I don't. The, okay, Should fine. I? Yes, you would. It's the one that they did with those puppets, and then those puppets got to be so popular that the puppets then had a comedy show. Anyway, it's popular to not like Genesis, and uh, but if you do, you do need to listen to at least one Genesis song in order to start getting the feels for Phil Collins. Okay, and it's this one. He just needed an extra syllable. Oh, see, Holly's all in. Is it really Invisible Touch? It's and he's doing Invisible Touch? Yeah. Oh, my God. Hilarious. Okay, so that's Genesis. And, you know, people had... It was not popular to love Genesis at a certain point. And then Genesis broke up, and then Phil Collins went off on his own. Yeah. Phil Collins kind of had a a reputation for being a jerk. And then I think that colored people's desire Mm. to listen to his music. Usually being a jerk, that affects people. But he wasn't a Kanye West jerk. He was just kind of a cocky British jerk. So then, this was his third solo album. It's called No Jacket Required. And I'm here to tell you, you know the songs on it and you love the songs on it. Let's start with Susudio. Which doesn't make sense, right? Another. It's a nonsense word. But let it just wash over you, okay? Don't think too much, just feel. All the time, Sue, Sue, Studio. Oh, Now she don't even know my name. But I think she likes me. You know what I think it is? What? Okay, so again, for those of you just joining us, Colleen's trying to. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. 
Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. You know, prove that Phil Collins is some kind of musical genius. Yes. I think that it's just so, there's just nothing there. It's not like deep. It doesn't resonate. Like it's just kind of nice. And and it's kind of you know it it makes you feel good in a way, but it's not deep. Like you like it's kind of like like what would the illusion or the um what would the comparison be? Maybe it's like I don't know. These are some fresh words coming out of the mouth of a man who spends hours watching Soviet era hey! Eastern European <laughs> disco from the seventies. Is a good point. I would. I have recently fell in love with sticks. I would put them up against Phil Collins any day. We can do a battle some other day. But I'm just saying, like, um, you know, I mean, it's not bad. I don't dislike it. But there's something in the voice that I'm not connecting to. Okay. Maybe you could give me another example. I'm going to. Okay. I'm going to. But we're gonna actually wait I'm gonna do it after the break here oh my god you're gonna drag this yes out. I am because I want what I what I want to uh, illuminate for you before we get to our last unit on Phil Collins loving lessons is this you just said there's nothing there there to Susu studio yeah I mean it's a fake it's not even a real word Okay. So it's like, let me sing about nothing. Okay, swap a doozy. Okay. Um, I'm oh, just, that's de- that cuts deep. I'm just mostly saying. Mostly because that's ours. Yeah. We tried to make it go viral. We thought it was So you're trying to relatively shame me funny. by shaming us. I just, I'm just illuminating this wow, you're, you're this point. really all in. Also, I just want to point out, did you hear, like, they've got horns in that song. There's drums, full yeah, voices. Yeah, it's, again, like, I would have it at, you know, like, you know, it's just a, a nice, beat. it's a decent song. People could dance to it. I'm just saying it doesn't move me. Well, when we come back, I'm going to attempt to move you. Yeah. With what I believe is one of his most emotional songs. Oh. Um, I know I cried to it. And I think you might access some feelings you've never felt before as well. Okay, wow. The challenge has been laid. When we come back, the final unit of Phil Collins' lessons. Don't say unit with Phil Collins. I can say whatever I want. I don't want to think about that. We'll be back after this. My Talk 107.1. Everything. How do you know this? That's what I do. I drink. And I know things. Entertainment. These are the hands we're I mean, every song just kind of sounds like, you know, like sort of a B-level 80s action movie. Um, actually, this song by Genesis featuring Phil Collins actually was a very interesting political commentary <laughs> at the time. As was the video, and it literally played on MTV probably... A few times every hour. MTV, music television, not what it is now, but what it was back in the 80s. Okay, this is the Colleen and Bradley Show on MyTalk 107.1. Streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. I, Colleen Lindstrom, love Phil Collins. Bradley Trainer thinks he hates Phil Collins. No, okay, just stop casting aspersions. All I said was, I don't understand your obsession with Phil Collins because I don't really find myself... But I, in a magnanimous gesture yesterday, said to you, fine, I don't understand why you think he's a musical genius. You have a segment to prove it. You couldn't do it in a segment. So now you've hijacked the first part of this segment to continue your narrative. What do you got? 
Okay, I'm not going to... There's a couple things wrong with what you just said. Oh, what did I say? I'm not going to talk about it because I want to stay oh. eyes on the prize. Oh. I asked you to keep your mind open while I gave you some opportunities to oh. see did the you? light that uh-huh. is Phil Collins. Uh-huh. I have already shown you with the song Sue Studio that he can do a very robust pop song that will get your body moving. With horns. With horns, in oh. fact. <laughs> Now I'd like to now I'd like to slow it down a little honk, bit. Honk. And I want to show you how Phil Collins can single-handedly access emotions within you that you did not know you could access. Okay. With this song okay. from No Jacket Required. Okay. Oh, I cried. Is that a Casio keyboard? Wait, can I ask a question? No, wait, no, no. Oh. Hold. Wow. We're not there this yet. Is, like, if you have to... Shh. hard and i i bless you for ha- having that i mean you truly have a love for phil collins i feel like you arrived at the table determined to never ever ever no i think you are trying very hard and i just want you to understand music moves people it does and right phil collins some moves music moves me. other people and some music moves other people i mean i guarantee there are probably half a dozen pieces of music i could play for you and you would be like that's crap and i don't want to listen to it i'm just saying to each his her own but i was not moved by Phil Collins. But you're moved by Charo. Yes. Oh my God. Are you even gonna go there? No. We do not have the time. But I do just want to say this. This Charo. Uh, my my the reason why I always say I'm tired of pretending like Phil Collins isn't some kind of musical genius. I'm not talking about specifically myself. I'm saying as a culture, I wish that it wasn't so popular to hate Phil Collins because in your active hatred of Phil Collins, <laughs> you are missing some serious joy in the world. I am not on. done emoting. Oh. I am not done emoting about Phil Collins. Okay. So all I ask is that everybody put aside <sighs> their disdain for Phil Collins mm. and open your heart and your mind to some serious groovy kind of Can love. Can I ask you a question though? Why do you care if anybody else likes Phil Collins? Because I want Phil Collins to feel supported <laughs> because he is talented. I Because I want to bring happiness and joy to other people. Because I don't want people to be feeding feeding the beast of anger within oh them. Oh my god, you are on crack. Stop her. Cut her mic. She is done. Wait, I do is just have to say one you? more thing. No, he's not. I wish. I would love to get to a concert, Mr. Phil Collins. Because I don't Collins cares that much he about doesn't. people who don't like his music. He doesn't. But this is, I just, I, I I will submit but one more thing to you, and this is not music. I mean, I don't feel like you're selling it at this point. I just want you to understand that. I just think you're not buying it, okay? Because there's somebody out there right now who's moved. No, I want to hear the <laughs> one person who goes, you know, she really had a good point. Okay. I thought his music was crap, but now I'm all in. Okay, but now I'm just going to give you, this is my final case for Phil Collins. Oh my God. No, listen, Are it's you... not, let me do it. We're not going to play music. It's, I just want to tell you a quick story. Do you know that when Genesis reunited, because he's a drummer, he drummed so hard, he shredded so hard that he like severed a nerve in his neck. And the doctor said, Phil Collins, you'll never drum again. That's how much he loves this craft. 
That is the love he puts into bringing that music to your ears. The least you can do is not hate him. Now I'm done. You sure? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Holly, can you do me a favor and write down May 9th, 2018, 1.35 p.m. Colleen got to go on for as long as she wanted to make some cockamamie point. So that the next time I need to go on and make a cockamamie point, you don't shut me up. Okay, it's a deal. Moving on. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. Well, because, Bradley, because I am filled now with the love of Phil Collins, rather than start with my D-bag, I would like to generously and graciously uh, step aside. No, I'm going to step aside. And I'm going to, with love and honor, allow you to start with your D-bag today. <sighs> I, I really don't Thank care you. if you want to do yours first. Nope, I, I'm done. Honestly. Okay, yep. good. Um, all right. So speaking of musical douchebags, can we talk about Elton John? So now here's, I have a love-hate with Elton John. Yes. Specifically, I love his music. I basically hate him as a person. I know it'll get back to him. Don't worry. We're fine. Uh, I'm gay. We have different rules for each other. So the thing in this particular story that really rubs me the wrong way um, is just another example of Elton John kind of just like saying something that nobody needs to hear. Okay, even if it's true. So if you haven't already heard and we talked a little bit about it uh, earlier in the show, um, Elton John, who considers himself good pals with Ed Sheeran, has had a few things to say about Ed Sheeran's music, including but not limited to his fame won't last forever and he's sick of hearing his songs. Okay, well, okay. I mean, that doesn't seem like a very friendly Some thing to friend say. Some friend you are, right? Elton John. So he was talking on a podcast, which means, God, maybe we can get Elton John on the show. I mean, clearly he's um, not busy. He says, you know, you have a heyday and then you have a rest and the heyday can never be replaced. And in that, what he's talking about is saying, look, um, Ed Sheeran's the thing, but I've even told him myself, it's not always going to be there. So don't expect it. Now that seems like a legit nug- uh, nugget kernel um, of wisdom, right? Yeah. Uh, from one scion of the musical world to, you know, potentially another. Um, but then he goes on and he, he just like, he digs himself a hole that he just never needed to dig. He admits that the same rules uh, that he, you know, experienced, meaning he's sharing a a part of himself that Mm -hmm. he expected he would always be on top. And then one day he was not on top. So he he said, Ed's going to go through that. I've talked to him about it. There's going to come a time where this won't happen every time. And you have to accept that. But then he goes on and he says uh, on the American radio chart. Now, listen to this. Tell me the two things that are wrong with this. There's, there's a pop quiz. Mm-hmm. Elton revealed on the American radio chart, which is the middle of the road chart, Ed is still number one and Shape of You is still in the chart. Anyone? Okay, two things that are wrong with that. Yeah, at first least of all, one. First, he totally just puts down Americans yes, thank for you. having Hello. crappy taste. Like, hey, did you... Did, I'm just sitting here listening to you, Elton, and then you're going to throw us all under the bus? Might be true. I don't know, but... what? Okay. On the American radio, which is the middle of the road chart, Ed's still number one in Shape of You is in the chart. And then he goes on to say... He might as well have just also said, you classless idiots. Yeah, right? It's it's like, he says, of Ed Sheeran being number one. It's like, why? How many times do you need to listen to these things? 
So he's saying that Ed Sheeran has been very successful, continues to have a song on uh, the number, you know, the Mm -hmm. number one shape of you. And Elton John is like, why? Why do you need to keep listening to the same song over and over again? Okay. I mean, excuse me. Well, uh, says the guy who's jealous much who people are still listening to your music, which is what is still affording you the lifestyle where you can moon people on a yacht. Yeah, you see what I'm saying? It's like, who, what is that? What people are still listening to cro- Crocodile. Hi, hi, I've rewritten Candle in the Wind a hundred times for everybody. Yeah, every time somebody dies, oh, there's let a me new Candle in the Wind. Pull out my Candle in the Wind. So, um, <laughs> I'm sorry. So, it just it it serves no purpose. Like what possible purpose? Like if you had a bigger critique about the American musical charts, go for it. If you have a bigger critique about Ed Sheeran, but if you're allegedly his friend and you're just kind of like, I don't understand why people keep listening to his music. I mean, that just seems unnecessary. Well, and it kind of assy. Like that. And also, sort if of you're my com- friend and you say <laughs> that, we're not friends anymore. Right. Or say it to me. But then let's have that be no, a private conversation. Don't say between- it to me. That's not nice. <laughs> But don't go talk to a tablet and be like, oh, everybody- no, we're great friends, but let me tell you all about him. He also hates mobile him? phones, camera phones. He doesn't go out anymore. There's no privacy. And he says when he started out, there were no mobile phones and no paparazzi. We had it so easy. So he's, he's basically shaking his lawn. fist and get off my lawn. Mm-hmm. But yet, just to remember, mm-hmm. to recap, to give you some perspective, because I'm all about the perspective, Phil Collins. He is a disgusting disgustingly wealthy man yeah who looks like a troll (laughs) and is still paid hand over fist to you know slap on a wig and uh half-heartedly bang some piano keys for sold out stadiums and he's good though i'm not saying you gotta understand my point is not that he's not good i'm saying like he is so privileged and so fortunate for what he is and yet he's such a his perspective ass? is out of touch. Yeah, like yeah. it just doesn't seem very grateful or humble. Yeah. It's like he has an invisible touch on reality, right? Oh, that was oh good. That was a good. You know, I know you're going to try to do one now, Colleen, but Oh, fine, I won't. Oh, what were you going to do? Nothing. I we'll no. be back after this for the Throwback <laughs> Live at 1:45. Oh, on my talk 1071. I can Every day at 1.45, we play a very special game that pits two equal pop culture nerds against each other on the Colleen and Bradley Show on MyTalk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer, And we call that game the throwback live at 1.45. I feel the need, the need for speed. Well, a, a boy's best friend is his mother. I love the smell of night pump in the morning. Oh, righty then. It's Throwback Live. Oh, you betcha, yeah. At 1.45. Go ahead. Make my day. Here's Holly Roberts. Last time for the hump day edition of the Throwback Whoa. Live at 1.45. I know. Get excited. Yeah. Here's my how, favorite. Here's how the game works. We'll play five vintage pop culture audio clips. The first to identify three correctly will win the Throwback Live at 1.45. Colleen and Bradley buzz in by yelling out their names. Colleen. I won. And Colleen, he I mean, he's we're not, not even a- asking questions at this oh. point, and you're already playing? Practicing. Colleen, you yeah. are in possession of the victory tally. Can you please read us who is in the lead? Yes. Uh, current total wins. That would be me. <clears throat> Bradley Trainer is 24, and I have 19. <laughs> Total right. wins. 
Well, let's get playing, uh, shall well, it's getting we? close. That's all I'm going to say. It's too close for comfort, which well, is a song with uh, that, or not song, a TV show. Mm-mm. All right, Bradley. Melting down. Ah, yeah. This is not boding well. Mm-mm. Here's our first vintage pop culture audio clip. Going to play it. Bradley Colleen, can you guess it? No, man. No, man. That's what I love about these high school girls. Colleen. Colleen. That is from Days and Confused. That's Matthew McConaughey. Hey, hey. No, I would not have gotten that. I get older, they stay the same age. (laughs) Yes, right. All right, all right, all right. All right, all right, all right. Colleen Lindstrom has one point in today's throwback live at 145. Bradley has no points yet, but we're just getting started. Moving on to our second vintage pop culture audio clip. Please identify this. Contestable, intestable, and intimately wonderful. You got the right one, baby. Oh, man, I know it, I know it, I Colleen. know it. Oh, is that a Coca-Cola commercial? Nope, it's a... The, okay, forget it. Bradley. Oh, shoot. Can you finish playing that? Thank you. I'll play it one more time for you. If this irresistibly simple, uncontestable, intestable, and intimately wonderful, you got the right one, baby. That's Ray Charles for Pepsi. I got the wrong cola. Ugh. Yeah, you did, Colin. I, mean, I know. And then I almost said Ray Charles, but then I was like, keep it in your mouth. Keep it in your mouth. Because you got it wrong. That's what she said. It's Diet Pepsi, but Bradley, I'll give you the point. Okay. I'm oh, look at you being all like. Nice. Your crass comment, Bradley. Thank you. Oh, this God. is a family show. Do you want to know what Holly says off the air? Okay. Do Let's you? do the next one. All right, Colleen has one point. Bradley has oh. one point. And throwback live at 145. Here's your third vintage pop culture audio clip. Please identify it. Bradley Trainer. Bradley. That is a. Uh, that is mm-hmm. a. What is that? That mm-hmm. is an infomercial. Mm-hmm. And it is an infomercial for the. Um, food dehydrator. Oh. Colleen, I'll keep playing the clip. Thank but you. But one or the married one? The married one. Oh, That's no. what oh, God. Oh, God. How you hear me? That's that. Miss Cleo. Oh, yes, Cleo it's Blue. Miss Cleo. I should have known that. Yeah. That was an obvious mistake. Oh, that was Woof. Miss Cleo. Rest Somebody's barking. Yeah, somebody is barking. <laughs> me. <laughs> well, it's not you because you're not getting any points. Woof, woof. Colleen Lindstrom has two points. Bradley Trainer. I can tie it up. I can tie it up. You have, no, do you have a point? Yeah, I have one yes, point. One oh, point. Yes. my God, how yeah. quick you are to throw me out the window. Mm-hmm. All right, our fourth vintage pop culture audio clip. Here it is. Colleen Bradley. Can you identify this correctly? Colleen. Colleen, that is David Bowie, right? Uh, ah! Oh, can I? Well, I think I know start, what it is, but you play it again. I'm going to start it from the beginning. Yes, I knew it. Vanilla Ice, 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 See, Baby. I thought she was trying to trick us. Yeah. And she was doing the real version. Yeah, that's what no, when you Colleen, too you need to listen correctly to the clip. Here. Do it again. Because remember, Vanilla Ice, he got sued for this song. Yeah, because and, of this. Yeah. Right here. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, there's an extra dun. There's an extra dun. Yo, VIP. Let's kick it. 
Yeah. All right, it's two to two. It's two to fine. two. Uh, excuse me, fine. fine. What? Like I agree that that means it is the competition tied. is fierce. That is. means we're moving Oof. on to our fifth vintage pop culture audio clip in the throwback live at 145. Bradley has two. Colleen has two. Whoever can guess this clip correctly will win today's throwback live at 145. No pressure whatsoever. Please identify this clip. Bradley Colleen. Trainer. Bradley. That's uh, Shake It Like a Polaroid Picture. Shake It Like a Polaroid Picture. Lucy Lou. I need more. What do you need more of? I need the name of the, the song. song. The artist. Um, the Okay, that is Black Eyed Peas. I don't know. <laughs> Gonna keep playing it. I just want to listen to it. That is Outcast with Hey Ya. Oh God, I'm horrible. And I won. What did I, I don't win like music. Today? You know, what music is my what did I weak win? spot. What did I win? What did I win? Colleen Lindstrom, you just won this wonderful state-of-the-art laser disc <gasps> system. Wonderful! I'm so excited. Comes now I can... with a copy of uh... nothing because nothing. nothing's on laser. Nothing's yes. on laser. Sorry. Well, that'll be fun. Thank you. I'll keep it from going to Garbage Island. Oh, I won. Okay, so now the final tally, the current tally of wins, total wins for the Throwback Live at 145. Bradley Trainer, 24. Colleen, that's me with 20. Yes. Okay. Now, Nin- I, did you have 19 yesterday? Yeah. Today I had 19 coming in. Okay. But I want to, I want to have time to do this one last thing because yesterday during the throwback live at 145, we listened to the oh, very yeah. beginning of a Christina Aguilera song. And you, Bradley Trainer, here, this is what we listened to. Okay. And you guessed, based on the first probably three or four notes, that that was Tay Zonday's Chocolate Rain. And I said I could hear how you would make that mistake, right? Because I, in my mind, that actually sounded very similar. So I have gone and pulled the beginning of Chocolate Rain, and we will have that to put up against the beginning of Genie in a Bottle. And I want you to hear how totally similar they actually are. Here is the beginning of Chocolate Rain. Okay. Here is the beginning of Genie in a Bottle. Isn't that amazing? I mean, so you would not blame me for thinking that that was Tay Day. I didn't, but I had never thought of that before, that those two sounded so much alike. Can we do them both side by side again? Uh, Yes, here's Tay Day. Here's Christina. Isn't that insane? Should we see if we what if what would happen if we played them at the very same time? Would we would that I, I would need a little help with that? But I, can, I can help you. Can you tell me what page? Yeah, it's on? if you go to the throwback live at 145 okay. button bar, you hit Taze on day. I hit Christina Aguilera when you find it in the dark. Blue okay, button. ready? 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 One, Seven, two, three. Oh, it went bad. It went <laughs> bad, but it started good, but it went bad. There. Yeah, there's go. definitely now. there's definitely a riff in there that Isn't sounds that similar. Who knew that Tay was so inspired by the musical stylings of Christina Aguilera? Or maybe she was inspired by him. It depends on which one came first. I don't know. When we get back, we've got a question for you. What is your favorite Mexican restaurant? Seriously. 
your favorite Mexican restaurant of all time. 651-641-1071. What's your favorite Mexican restaurant? We'll get to your answers after this on My Talk 1071.